So I will read book two, and I really want to see her power. I really want to see what this little bitch can do. <laughs> Welcome to the Novel Universe with Ashley and Dawn, book club buddies who love to read YA fiction. We'll discuss the good, the bad, the ugly, and oh my gosh, we need to talk about this right now. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. So grab something sweet or salty and join our universe. The Novel Universe with Ashley and Dawn. We are going to be discussing A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik today. Um, and so this is going to be a trilogy. So prepare yourselves. This is book one of a trilogy coming to you. Didn't know that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so... Lesson one of the Skolomans, learning has never been this deadly. A deadly education is set at Skolomans, a school for the magically gifted where failure means certain death, like for real, until one girl, Elle, begins to unlock its many secrets. There are no teachers, no holidays, no friendships, save strategic ones. Survival is more important than any letter grade, for the school won't allow its students to leave until they graduate or die. The rules are deceptively simple. Don't walk the halls alone and beware of the monsters who lurk everywhere. Elle is uniquely prepared for school dangers. She may be without allies, but she possesses a darker power strong enough to level mountains and wipe out millions. It would be easy enough for Elle to defeat the monsters that prowl the school. The problem? Her dark power may kill other students. All right. So... As always, we start off our podcast discussing what we've rated it because Don and I don't discuss the book outside of our podcast recording day. So this will be an interesting one, mm-hmm. I feel. I feel like we might be on the same team. I don't know, man. Rate it? I gave it a three and a half. <gasps> Me too! Oh, okay. <laughs> the way... <laughs> Ashley was talking at first, and I was like, no, 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 wait for the podcast. And you made it seem like you hated it. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to give it like a one or something. No, no, no. Definitely not a fiver. This is definitely not a fiver book. No. But we'll, we'll get into it. I don't think I could give it anything below a three, to be honest. Just from a... I guess an opinionated view, if you will. Like I've read my fair share of this type of story. So it's like, okay, did they do this? Yes. They do this. No. Okay. So like there's your rating. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 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 I agree. So as always, we start with our dislikes. Yep. Do you want to say you want me to? Spoiler free. This is spoiler free. Yes. And then we will let you know when we switch to spoilers. So everything we're going to say now is spoiler free. So don't worry about any spoilers. All right. Dislikes. You want me to go first? Sure. You go first. Yeah. All right. So my biggest dislike of any dislike I have ever disliked in my life was all of the fucking info dumping. Oh, my God. Like. (laughs) everything it was so expository that it was it it drove me nuts um this is a a very big world she's created it's a I would consider it kind of new so when you have a new world where 
I mean, it's not new, new. It is magic, but she's got different type of monsters and rules. And there's so many different things going on that we normally read when we read books about magic that it kind of makes it new. So you kind of have to slow down for the reader to catch up and be able to process everything that's going on in your world. But she just shoves it all in there and it's just all like a textbook. It's like there's a reason why people don't read textbooks for fun. It's because it's boring. Nobody wants to read that. And that's what I felt like. I felt like I was reading a textbook and I tried so hard. I was taking notes on my Kindle. I was like, okay. And then at one point I just gave up. I was like, I don't even care anymore. I'm not going to remember any of this. Why do I care? Mm -hmm. And I, um, I was looking through my Kindle notes as I was preparing for this podcast. And in my notes, I wrote... Too many world details. I'm never going to remember all of this. I'm on chapter four. Like, I was just like frustrated with all the info dumping in this world. And that literally made me drop it a whole star. It was so bad. It made me not like the book. Yeah. So that was um, number one dislike for me as well was the info dumping that I am all for set me up in a new world, do what you got to do. But there, there came a point when I was like, I was like 40% through the book. And I was like, why are we still talking about the hallway? What, what does the hallway have that I have not heard before throughout this whole entire thing? Um, Girlfriend, for me, it was the cafeteria. I'm like, this uh-huh. school is big as hell. I we don't have a I didn't see a map in my copy, mm-hmm. but after I read the book a while ago, I did see someone's copy of a map. It's huge. Why is everything happening in the cafeteria? Can you find another room, please? Exactly. Well, then we kind of, you know, then we venture off to like what, three other rooms and then that's it. Yeah. And this whole thing and I'm like, "Okay, is our are we in a tower? We, we have like a tower system going on. Like, because the, you know, each year you kind of get dropped. <laughs> Everyone cycles down. Um, but yeah, no, the info dumping was just like, if I was not, cause I did like listen to it on audio. Um, so if I wasn't constantly moving, like I would go on like long power walks to listen to this. And I'm like, Oh dear God, like we're still <laughs> trudging through the food and checking the food in the cafeteria and then going to the library and then, you know, finding the chair with the ripped hole in the sleeve and it's, you know, dented on one side. And I'm like, is there something valuable about the chair? No, but she told us anyway. And you know what? She was consistent. Did I like it? Absolutely not. Because I lacked in other areas of the storytelling because of it. And that's like my second dislike that I can go into. Um, There was no connection to characters. Like I was extremely lacking in my, how I connected to the characters. I didn't feel like I knew anyone. I wasn't emotional about anyone. Um, It was just kind of flat. Does that make sense? Like it was a little flat in some areas where you're like, I can definitely tell that Novik really focused on the magic in her world and the -hmm. characters were, with the exception of Elle, I think she was kind of developed, kind of, but the exception of her, everything else was just kind of, it kind of took a backseat to her magic system Mm -hmm. that she really worked hard to explain all the time and unimportant details, just unimportant stuff. Yeah. And I know it's just trying to create atmosphere, but 
it just became overwhelming. I wasn't sure what I need to pay attention to, like you said. But yeah, um, we can probably talk about L separately. But yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't care about. I won't say I didn't care. I'll, I'll go into my likes about what I thought about L and Orion and the other friend. I can't remember her name. Starts with two A's. Adia. Adia. I was going to say Aaliyah because it starts with two A's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with the. I didn't have that on my list of dislikes, but I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah, that was like one of my, my secondary ones. And I was like taking notes. I was like, I don't remember anyone else. That's how lack of them being in my life that I felt. Because you could compare this to Harry Potter if you want to, which I know some people are on Goodreads, 100%. And it's like, it, it it's a completely different story than... Harry Potter. So you you can't do that because Novick really did try to spend a lot of time on her world and like the things that she used. Like you can go and look it up, like what it means. It's not just something she just pulled out of thin air. She actually like wove things together. So you can tell that that's how she chose to write her story. But it lacked the depth that we usually like in being able to discuss a good story. Yeah. Yeah, there's not going to be any, like, themes and stuff going on here, folks, like we normally do. It's... Yeah, sorry. (laughs) There is one, maybe, one or two. Yeah, there's, like, one major theme that I got out of this book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot read my handwriting. What does it say? Oh, I hated the ending. I, I just hated all of it. I yes. Yes. I kind of just, like, flew through the ending because I cared so little and if I'm not mistaken, it was all about them strategizing constantly about how to save the seniors. I don't care about these dang seniors. Why do I care about them? And at mm-hmm. one point, I'm just like, can you stop with the strategizing and just do something already? Because I can't. It was like 15% of the whole book where they were just in the hallway, like you said, their favorite place, strategizing <laughs> and how do we stop the malware and how do we mm-hmm. save the seniors? I don't care. Mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that was my other dislike the whole the last 15 percent was just booty <laughs> that's amazing um okay so another one of my i didn't realize how many dislikes i have here for like the rating that i gave this book yeah <laughs> um the other one was I literally wrote it as a question mark. Was the romance necessary? The little snippet of romance that was in this book, is it necessary for the story? Was there a romance? Like, a, it, there's supposed to be a slight one between Elle and Orion that is, like, they're, like, sorted together. Like, they pair themselves oh, together, but they're not oh, really yeah, together. Yeah. But then, you know, something happens, and you're like, but... And I, okay, guys, I have to admit, like, I love a good romance in a book. I do. I really do, especially in fantasy books. I always like a little bit over here. But for Novik's story, the the romance wasn't necessary. And I actually found it a little bit exciting not to be like, you know, oh, he hates me. Oh, no, she loves me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all of this stuff going on because I got to focus on other things. But I just felt that it was kind of like, that didn't really need to be in there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I found, so at one point, 
L and Orion, Orion, Orion. I think it's Orion because it's the star, right? I don't know. Oh, I, I think so. But how they pronounce it in the audiobook was Orion. Orion. Okay, we'll call it Orion, Orion. then. Uh, she, they had this kind of little banter, but it was mostly her insulting him a lot. And I think it was supposed to be endearing, but it just really came across as bitchy. And I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was cute. It was annoying. And I think I was supposed to think it was cute. Am I wrong? No. Okay. I didn't think it was cute. I think it was supposed to be pegged as that, you yeah. know, like two kids on a playground, you know, if a, a boy is mean to you, it's because he likes you. Or if a girl's mean to you, it's because she likes you. Whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's, it was supposed to be played on that, but I got to a point where it was like, all right, sassy girl, you know, like, do you got something nice to say out of your butt? Can, can you be nice a little bit? No. She is all cold shoulder off the side. (laughs) I got things to do. Mm -mm, I'm not getting knocked up in here. No. (laughs) That was her whole persona. And I liked it until like 65% through. I was like, okay, you can cut the crap now. Come on. Exactly. Show me a little, a little more of you versus this the whole time. Yeah. Which she loved it, but you know. I mean, I understand why she was bitchy, but when it was not supposed to be, it, it didn't land. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And next one that I had was, and this might be just a little nitpick. Okay. The, I felt that the characters were a little juvenile at times for the fact that they have to escape this deadly school. They didn't feel as mature as I would have hoped they would have been. Like they still had your normal like high school nitpicks, you know, worrying about like changing your your shirt and no one gets a haircut until X, Y, or Z time. Like and I don't know, just the smells and the little cheesy lines. And I was like, is this adult? Like the reading was adult, but the conversation was not. Like, it didn't okay. feel this, I don't, I, how would you say, like, the, the urgency. I didn't feel the urgency to become mature until the last 15% of the book. Okay. And then it was, like, only the small little group of people were like, oh, well, we'll step up and do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, My last dislike, I had it under a nitpick. I don't... I'll keep it under a nitpick. Okay, so I don't think that Novik meant this to be racist. Um, I do think it was incredibly racially insensitive, though. So at one point, she is talking about the main character. She's talking about the monsters and everything in the school. She's going through all of this, as always, waxing poetic, on, on, on. And at one point, she talks about, like, I'm a, it's comparable to head lice and she's Mm -hmm. talking about how if you have dreadlocks it's a if you have dreadlocks it's worse if you get head bugs all right so i just want to read it so people can understand what i'm saying okay so like i said she's talking about getting head lice and she says going fully shaved like that is popular if you can afford it dreadlocks are unfortunately not a great idea thanks to lock leeches which you can probably imagine, but in case you need help, the adult spindly thing comes quietly down at night, pokes in avipositor into 
any big clumps of hair, lays an egg inside, and creeps away. A little while later, the leech hatches inside its comfy nest, attaches itself to your scalp. Almost unnoticeably, it starts to gently, starts to very gently suck up your blood and mana while infiltrating further. So here's the problem with that. Black hair has a history of being racially targeted all the way from back when black people were first dropped here until now. And dreadlocks in particular are have been seen as dirty, um, unprofessional, and people have been, and teens, have been threatened with expulsion if they don't cut their dreadlocks out. So if you're not a black person, just don't talk about black hair. And it's not just dreadlocks. It's natural hair. It's braided. My hair is braided. Like I said this in a previous podcast when I was looking for a job, I took my braids out and straightened my hair because my hair is natural under here. I flat ironed my hair because people will look at afros and hair and braided hair as unprofessional. And there has have to be laws against hair discrimination. There are laws again in states that are hair discrimination. So it's a real thing with black hair. So if you're not black, just don't. It just doesn't look good. So hopefully mm-hmm. in the next edition or the hardback, they will just take that out because it's just I didn't like that at all. Well, and it's not needed. That's another thing. Like it's it's not needed. So it's like if you aren't black, then don't act like you you are by stating things and just hope that it, that it's okay. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? Like if you that that's just mean. <laughs> and like you said, it's not even important to the story. I don't think lock leeches even well lock leeches are specifically to people with head with dreadlocks because it's called lock. It's the word lock is in the title of the monster. But I don't recall any students there having dreadlocks. Um, It was a very minor detail that if it does come back in book two, I doubt anyone's going to remember it. So why even have it in there at all? It's like you said, it's it's pointless. It's not important to the story at all. So hopefully they just take that out. Just take it out. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, My next little. Oh, not. Well, yeah. So my last nitpick, um, I felt as though Elle is deemed to have this super catastrophic power, and I don't feel like we actually get to see her power, but yet she's powerful. And so why does she have a hard time doing some things? She, we do see it at one point. Um, yeah. I think that was an, a choice by the author to make it wait until book two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was just, like I said, is a little nitpick because it's talked about all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always like, all right, so you're going to say it, but you're not going to show me anything. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. That makes me not believe you. <laughs> oh. You think she's um, a lying hoe bag, huh? <laughs> All right. So next we're going to get into our likes. Um, so for me, I really did like the world building. The world building was phenomenal. Apart from the info dumping, 
The way that Novik wrote this world, I forgot that there was no teachers in the school. Mm-hmm. I got to it like I was like 90% through the book and I was like, where the hell are, did, are the teachers? Like, did they just disappear? Like, what? I'm like, oh, there, there are no teachers. Like, she wrote it so well, though, that it didn't even cross my mind until all these students are like running into the fray and you're like, where's the authority? Like, there ain't no authority over here. <laughs> They were never in class either, so that might be why you didn't notice. They were always in the hallway or in the cafeteria. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no, they they were, though, because when she went yeah. to her language class, you know, if you find any other words for spells, it, like the school sneaks it in, you know, and will now train you in a new language and you have to pass it. It's, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was my first, like... Yeah, that was my first like, too. I think she really worked hard on her world. Like I said, in the dislike section, her world and her magic system, she really did work hard on that. It shows. Um, I wish she wasn't info dumped, but I I like the world a lot. I, I've read, of course, I've read similar stuff. Like I said, I've read books with magic. I like magic. Uh, but I hadn't quite read anything like this. Uh, so if not for the world, I probably would have given this a two. That's how much I like the world, but also how much I dislike the other stuff that it brought it down to a three and a half. Yep. Yeah. I um, could not agree. My <laughs> next like is I like how I like the pacing of the book and we knew immediately that Elle was an antihero. So there was no like like farting around and like getting to it like 50% of the book like we knew pretty early on that she was an anti-hero and that immediately made her interesting because I think this is done very infrequently in YA and I know this is not YA but speaking for myself as someone who reads 90% YA and 10% adult if you're like me who reads mostly YA and you like foray to adult like this, this is going to be uncommon for you like it was for me. So I really did like the antihero and how she made it, made Elle an antihero pretty early on in the book. Mm-hmm. And she was consistent with it as well, might I add. Like, it's, I, I did like the fact that like, you know, she's not the popular girl. She doesn't then all of a sudden become the popular girl after certain things happen. She is a consistent character that she is not the hero in the story, but yet we're following her. Cause you're like, are you going to flip to the dark side? Like, is that what's happening? <laughs> like, are we watching, you know, another snow emerge? Like I'm, I'm like really waiting for that to happen. Um, but my next, like, with this book was that I loved this idea of survive or die. Like, they're thrown into this school that is supposed to be rigged to keep them safe, but it's not safe in any capacity because the safety measures fail and they continue to fail. And so these students just have to figure it out by trial or error. And um, that, to me, is 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 awesome because there's no authority figure telling them like you guys need to do X, Y, and Z to make yourself safe. Like it's just a free for all. Like I kind of got some like maze runner feels with this because it's like they're thrown into this pit and you just have to figure it out. Yeah. Like that's it. Like I Mm -hmm. loved that about this because it, 
it was consistent. And you're always like, so why are they? Oh, yeah. So there's things like sneaking into their rooms. There's sneak things coming up in the shower. You have to go to the shower with a buddy. Like, what is happening? So, yeah, I really did like that about this book. Um, I did like, Elle, like I said, in the the um the dislikes I did like Elle and Orion's relationship it wasn't tropey he wasn't like he was technically a hero because he was saving her all the time and the way Novak wrote it is it was almost as if well it wasn't almost as if Elle knew that she was kind of a damsel because she was just like well whatever I'm just gonna let him help me that was so because of that she wasn't a damsel because she was aware of it but so that part wasn't tropey. He wasn't some, um, you know, dreamy, doe-eyed boy in the cafeteria, which he was all the time in the cafeteria. He felt it was his duty to save people. She, I, I learned a new word, genuflect. She said it so many times. Um, everyone was genuflecting around Orion. Like, <laughs> um, he was a weird character. Um, very, like you said, very mysterious. We didn't really know much about him. We knew who his parents were and kind of that stuff. But as far as him personally as a person, not much. Didn't get much there. I feel like that was on purpose and I was okay with that. And I liked that there was no romance. I was like, great. I'm I'm loving the no romance thing. Mm-hmm. I think in one of our previous podcasts, you were like, can someone please give me a romance that's not a romance? <laughs> I don't remember that. Is that that out there? Can you give me a story that like has a little bit, but not really? Like it's not the thing. (laughs) Well, maybe I got it. Hey, someone was listening to my prayers. Um, and I do have to say, like with this particular book, um, I did like the first person point of view. So this book is told through Elle's eyes the whole entire time, and at first, like, it's. (laughs) It's, it's hard for me because I was like, okay, is anybody else going to talk? Are we going to like be in anyone else's head here? <laughs> and then I was like, well, okay, at least she's consistent. You know, we're, we're still trudging through. We're still in Elle's head. Okay. Like, I feel like it could have been a little better with the lack of the info dumping. A lot better. A lot better. But I didn't mind hearing from Elle if Elle would have grown more. So that's like a like and a dislike all in one there. So (laughs) I did not like the first person POV simply because I don't like first person POV in fantasies because it's almost always info dumped because there is Mm -hmm. no other way to get the information to the reader except for the main Mm -hmm. character to just tell you everything. And if you yep. notice, most of the really good fantasies are third person. And then the, yep. the author will switch. If it is first person, it'll be like um, a Six of Crows. I don't even know if that's in first person or not. But it it switches POVs so that mm-hmm. it's not info dumped so much. Yep. But yeah, really, really yep. good fantasies are third person. They're not usually first person. So I think that may have been the demise. But at the same time, how do you convey the realness of a main character without us being in her head the whole time. So I feel like there's some sort yeah. of a, a challenge there and, you know, you have to sacrifice something and she chose to sacrifice the info dump. <laughs> Which, and the other characters of this book. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like it it was and when I say it was a like, it's more of like I applaud I applaud authors that are consistent the whole way through because <laughs> it's a choice and they've made that choice and they stuck to it the whole entire way. Um, another thing that I liked about this book, like, so Skullamins is an actual like fabled school in Transylvania, like of black magic. And it's supposed to be like run by the devil. Um, and it's like where they, you know, learn the, how to speak to animals, how all their magical spells and there's like different things or whatever. So like, I liked the fact that like Novik did her, her research on like how she was presenting this school, because I mean, there's light and dark magic, right? You've got the mala and then the, um, the mana. So mana is the light and then the mala is the dark, um, which is the, like the spiritual life force energy or healing power that, you know, helps, it basically helps them get magical powers. So when Elle was struggling, you know, for lack of mana, she sat there and did like a hundred push-ups so she could create this universal energy to be able to store it and use it in a time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all of that you can find online and research it. I mean, and even Gadrielle, her, her name is from Lord of the Rings. So it's like, I don't feel like she just threw stuff at us. Like, I really feel like she did do her research and I applaud her for that because it's true to what she's writing. It's not just, I'm just going to throw a name in there and hope for the best. It actually has meaning. Yeah. So. You would be proud of me because I saw the name Galadriel and I was like, that sounds really familiar. I know that from so just FYI for the listeners like we have a little uh book club that we like kind of read but we really watch tv and I'm the only <laughs> one who is not a huge Lord of the Rings fan and they no. like no, no, no. both both oh, you, and you me. too okay so girl I, you and me are in a boat all by ourselves Don. Well, the three of we them are like, if you probably know people who are like really like hardcore for the rings. And so our th- other three friends are straight up <laughs> hardcore. And so they kind of forced us to read the first book. And I was struggle bust through that book. It was so dry. Not to criticize it or anything. It's a great story, but just it's just a really dry story. And mm-hmm. so I was basically I basically refused to read the rest of the series. I can't do this anymore and um I think we just watched the first movie I don't even know if we did that or not yeah we watched the first movie but I I like I said I am not a huge Lord of the Rings person I don't it's not that I don't like it or anything it's just not my it's just not my go-to to watch over and over and over again so I'm like Galadriel what is that from I was like oh Lord of the Rings I've only seen it once I only read the book once and I remembered yay And then I had to like go to the message and ask them why was she because I didn't feel like looking it up. So I was like, so, hey, guys, why was she important to the story? What's her jam? And they were like more. Oh, immediately. They were like, she does this and she's this and she's that. And I was like, OK, calm down. I just I I saw you post that and I was like, and there they go. And there they go. Three amigos on the Lord of the Rings ship. And you and I are like. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't know that you didn't like it, or not that you didn't like it, but I didn't know that you weren't. I thought that you were, you know, a, a big fan too. 
Mm-mm, no, I'm not. That's not a movie that I'm like, ooh, let's sit down and watch that. My husband loves it, and I'm like, bye. <laughs> he looks like he would like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my next like is I liked Elle's power, even though, like you said, we didn't really get to see much of it. We were told what she could do. And that's okay. I usually hate telling and not showing, but I did not hate it. I was actually, well, I will say I'm actually excited. I will read book two because it did end on an interesting note. I do have theories that we will talk about in the spoiler section. And I'm interested to see what's going to happen because we didn't really get to see her power. Like you said, she is an antihero. We didn't really get to see it, but it's going to happen and I'm here for it. So I will read book two and I really want to see her power. I really want to see what this little bitch can do. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I was Literally. about to like quote Moss over there. Like uh, oh, it was fire. Was it? Bitch oh. queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When uh, I want to see when you erupt, oh. girlfriend, like that's yeah, I want to see when that happens. That's what I've been that, that's what I was waiting for this whole entire book. I was like, come on, Elle, when's it gonna happen? I just feel like we were like in, in a prequel at moments. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're getting set up for what the actual story is going to be. Um, so that that's why I gave it a 3.5 is because I'm like, okay, I feel like the next one is gonna be like you know, release the hounds and let's go for it. Because now that you say it, because so this year they were juniors, I think next year they're going to be seniors. And then the next Mm -hmm. year she's going to be in an enclave. And I don't think it's going to happen until she's in an enclave. So we might have to wait a whole nother book to really see the real fire breathing bitch queen. Dang it. I know. I know. (laughs) It makes me angry. I'm like, you're just the bridesmaid, never the bride, you know? You know, just watching um, Orion the whole entire time just be like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and she's like, I'll just hold up my mirror. It's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, you had a couple of little bitty likes. Um, I like the pacing up until the 20, the last 20%, which was hot garbage. I liked the risks that Novik took with the world and the characters in the plot, like, she created a world where anybody could die at any moment. It's, uh, you know, survival to the fittest. Like, you really don't have allies. You just have people who are using you for the moment. We have, once again, mm-hmm. an anti-hero. We don't have a romance. Like, I, I liked, you know, the risk that she took with the story. And um, there was one thing that I took of note, one little piece of magic that I took of note that I thought was really great was, once again, Elle is just going on and on, on about crap. We don't really, it's just background information. But she said that if you don't complete an assignment by the due date, it'll come and get you. And I was like, that's awesome. Your assignment will just like come after you. And whatever amount of like, like um, effort you put into that assignment, that's how much it's going to get you. If you put a lot of effort into it, but you didn't hand it in on time, man, it's going to get you bad. So I was like, mm-hmm. that was a really good visual. I really did like that. Yeah. But that's yeah. Awesome. And I really loved the library the library has a mind of its own the school has a mind of its own yeah. i was like what is happening i love i loved that i love that where they were at it was alive like so i know that that's why a lot of people are comparing it to 
Hogwarts in some manners because like Hogwarts is living and breathing. You know, there's things that are coming out trying to get you and stop you at all turns. But yet it's not at the same time. It's definitely darker. I never got Harry Potter vibes from this book at all. Never. I did. I did in in the library. I think that that's that's all for our spoiler free. Mm -hmm. So um, if you guys have not read the book, now is your time to leave because we are going to be spoiling it. And if you haven't read it, come back and listen to our spoiling edition. So then that way you can kind of see if your thoughts line up with what we're about to say. Yep. And we're going to start that in five, four, three, two, one. Done. <laughs> it's like, it's not a lot to spoil here, that, except for the very end is a big spoiler. Um, I'm not shocked by that. We'll get to that uh, in a second. Um, let's talk about the mal the mal mouth mal mouth moment where she defeats the the mal mouth. What is it? I the mal mouth. Yeah, mal mouth. The mal rats is what I felt like it was, but it's the mal mouth. A mal mouth, like an actual yeah. mouth. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I did like. Okay, so she defeats the most dangerous creature ever. Just mm-hmm. and she didn't really try that hard. It didn't. Well, she tried hard, but she defeated it kind of quickly which shows how much power she has. But I like that it came right before the second half of the book. Like it comes in pretty early, but she can't tell anybody. And I was like, that's an interesting way of doing that moment. I would have never thought to do that. I've never seen that really before. Mm -hmm. She was like an unsung hero in that moment, right? You know, because she had to decide between if she was going to sacrifice herself or let that mall mouth go and just kill anyone because now it's you know these mall mouths are like these overgrown beasts that are supposed to stay at the bottom of the school it's what you go through to get out of the school and somehow these are coming up through the vents um in the library and it's starting to harass people and she's like okay if if we don't do anything like I can just let it go and get away myself but that doesn't mean that it's not going to re-come back for me because now it's going to go and kill a whole bunch of other people you know and so I feel like in that moment it was we really saw her struggle with like am I going to spout off to everyone like I just killed a mom mouth I survived it you're not supposed to survive them like there's no documented survivals of this thing ever um and it's like there are people that had there was only like i think like a handful of them that had said that they had but it's like just their voice because no one else was there to witness it Mm -hmm. so that's what you know l lacks l lacks an audience to witness her heroic moments (laughs) you know but i really feel like in that moment she kind of just decided like you know what it's it's my duty as an older student, as someone that has this catastrophic power that can wipe out people around me if I'm not careful, um, I'm just going to go for it and hope for the best. Yeah, I did like that because it's like that that's not what, what you read about, though. We don't read about the unsung hero of something like it's always the praise of, oh, you did that? Oh, my gosh. You should be X, Y, or Z in our group. And do you want to join our enclave? you want to join the New Yorkers now? Like, 
because there's all these different houses that you can join. Yeah. You know, and that's where you make your alliances. And that's how, like, you know, the kids get brought in and they have, like, higher up authorities because they're the sons or daughters of these people in these enclaves. Whatever. Um, But, yeah, that was that moment where I was, like, waiting to see, like, a destructive path and there wasn't. It was just the mom out that was destroyed. Yeah. But I think it kind of goes, it kind of creates a, um, I don't want to say a conflict, but it, because she's set up as an antihero, usually in YA, the main character who is basically set up to be the bad guy and they know it, I've read this so many times, there's always this struggle to like fight it and try and be a good person and you know I I must not be this bad thing that I'm prophesied to be or I must not be the monster that my father is or woo whatever and she doesn't do that she's just like you know I got school I gotta just survive and then get in an enclave I don't got time to try and fight my prophecy and mm-hmm. so when she defeats the mall mouth for the reader, it's like, but she saved everybody, but yet she's an anti-hero. So for the reader, there's a conflict. For her, she's just like, whatever. So I did, I really did like that little, it's not a theme or any, well, I guess it could be kind of a theme, but I like that she didn't go the YA route and have a sitting here and listen to this person go on and on and on about how they don't want to be a bad person and blah, blah, blah. She's just like, whatever, I'm going to go do my life. I'm just going to ignore this little prophecy over here. I'm not going to really pay too much attention to it. And then the reader is like, oh, no, she just saved everybody. How is she going to become this bad person that she's prophesied to be? And that prophecy is dark and kind of funny. <laughs> it is a little funny. I like thought of you, too. When that prophecy came out, yeah. I was like, oh, Don likes a good prophecy. Don Let's loves hear herself it. a prophecy. <laughs> yes, she do. It's dark. It is very dark because you don't I don't ever see like that turn in in her character i just always feel like she is on the outskirts meaning l like l is on the outskirts because she's so literally night and day from her mom because her mom has this beautiful healing power mal was not mal oh my gosh l was now gifted with you know this dark power Like that's like to balance out, which I thought was so interesting because I was like, so what was her dad? Was her dad dark? I don't think so, because when she met her grandparents, they were like, oh, hell no. (laughs) You get out of here. So, no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I was like that. That was what I caught from that moment was because she was raised to be a certain way and it's like okay but when you have the power to destroy how are you still going to be a good person you can't you 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 can't you're like fighting the universe (laughs) yeah unless there's choice unless there's a um you know bingo we'll find out unless there's choice yeah which I you know I'm I'm assuming we're going to find more out about later on Mm mm-hmm so, um, can we talk about Mr. Knight in Shining Armor coming in every single time she had a problem? <laughs> yeah, I, from the very beginning, I was like, I don't, I, he's got an agenda. He's playing Mr. Like, Knight in Shining Armor and kind of like dumb and I, I'm not buying that bullshit at all. I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he was, uh, let's see. I wrote down, didn't like because he was unbelievably nice to her. Like, it was unbelievable at moments. And the only time I saw him kind of, like, trigger his true moment of actually wanting to be there for her was when she collapses after the mall mouth. Where he doesn't know what she did at all. You know, she's like, no one's going to believe me. No one was there. He was just off fighting other things that had gotten through. Um And he sat with her and stayed with her. And I was like, okay, so maybe he's a little bit believable. But still, you just don't know. You you don't know because he comes from a privileged family, right? (laughs) He's in this fancy circle of friends. He's supposed to be part of this, you know, enclave where they do, they have like the mall, the mall is sharing like bracelets or whatever, you know? So there's all this, sorry, the mana power share, is that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah, so they can, like, access all of this mana that they have built up from the group at all times. Like, and he's just off saving people left and right. And I was like, there has to be a consequence to that, right? Like, there there has to be a consequence for him being that good because it's not supposed to happen when you're stuck in a school that's supposed to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, there isn't supposed to be that much saving. And then I did like the fact that I forget what the other girl's name is. She was um, the like valedictorian of the school was like, you now have to restore the balance because there's going to be more of us let out. Was that what it was? It was they were going to there's going to be more more seniors coming out because there's less beast to kill them or something like that because he kept killing all of these people or all the not all these people all these beasts there was a consequence to it because the order was not Mm -hmm. the same and i can't remember if it was it was less seniors coming out or if it was going to be more of them and then it was going to be not balanced because then they're going to be overly hungry for i don't know that to me was like was a little confusing but I did like the fact that there was a balance aspect and then mm-hmm. someone called them out on it. Like, Hey, <laughs> I think if have- I remember, cause that I, I remember correctly, he kept saving too many people. He was saving too many. And then, so the monsters weren't getting them like they were supposed to. Yeah. I think that's, that's how the balance was, was yeah. off. Yeah. So they're sorry. They, they were over hungry. So the seniors yeah. this year were going to pay. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. They were going to pay for him saving everyone, you know, of the younger uh, classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, now it's in balance because more of us aren't going to make it because you made them angry. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about, it's in chapter five. Um, up until chapter five, <laughs> I was kind of like, doing my live Goodreads thing I do as I read I kind of update Goodreads sometimes and this is before mm-hmm. we decided to read the book and that's why I was putting my my thoughts but she kept talking about people don't like me I know why people don't like me and I was like girlfriend you are a mega bitch that's why I don't nobody like you and then we get to chapter five where she's sitting alone in the cafeteria and she's reflecting on 
why people hate her. And we get to see some of her background when she was a kid and she was screaming and no one would save her. And it's not anything that she does to people. There's just an aura around her of just like darkness and people just stay away, which I thought was really cool. But it was really sad as she's just kind of reflecting on how lonely she is and sad she is. And she works so hard and just no one likes her. And she tries to be this tough person on the outside. But, you know, she doesn't wash herself because she's just trying to keep people away. And I I really thought that was a, a very important moment in the book because it really kind of made us sympathize with her. So now we have sympathized with the monster which is what should happen. You should you should sympathize with the villain. I'm not saying you should root for a villain, but you should sort of understand their backstory so that you understand why they do the things they do. Now we know. So I think this is why this is a really good setup because she is the main character. She is the anti-hero. And now we, we sympathize with her. And so now when she becomes the big monster that she is um, prophesied to be, are we going to root for her or are we going to hate her? Because we kind of like her now. And so now we're going to be yeah. set up to hate her. And so that's why I'm kind of excited for the second book, because I really want to see how she's going to take this character. Yeah, and I think it was um, in in relation to what, what you just said, her friend Ada was talking to her about, you know, why people don't like you. And her friend Ada goes into this like imagery about like, you know, when you forget your umbrella on a rainy day. And you just have that feeling of like, man, I really should have brought that. And it's like, then it starts to rain and you're like, man, if I would have just brought that. And then then she goes into saying like, well, that's what you feel like to be around. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. (laughs) You know, because she's, um, Ella's trying to basically, you know, not have anyone pay attention to her because she has this catastrophic power. So she's trying to kind of just like, don't look at me. Don't think that I'm I'm going dark because I don't want to go dark. You know, like I don't want to be bad. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to maintain my power because like there are those that become maleficers, which feed off of people like they they kill people for their own power. Um, and so she's like she just doesn't want people to see her as a maleficer, which is like one of the deadliest witches out there. Um. And so that's why she does what she does. But it was like that that moment with it, Ada. I was like, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if someone told me that. Like, you're like, you know, forgetting your umbrella on a rainy day. That's what I feel like when I'm around you. You're just very gray cloud, mopey, yeah. crap, something's happening. Well, I feel like that's Ada could... Tough get away with it because in this school it is explicitly explained that there are no friendships here if someone is talking to you it's because they need something from you so Mm -hmm. you know it her being brutally honest with her and l not being like upset about it or how could you i thought we were friends it made sense there she's Mm -hmm. not her friend she's not yeah and i really liked the fact that um in the school, they're only bartering chips to get into places. Like, you don't barter with money. You barter with spells and you barter with supplies to be able to, like, form these alliances, which I thought was genius. Because what does she do at the, you know, the end of the book when the seniors are all gone? She goes down to that supply room and raids it because it's like first come, first serve before anyone can get in there. And so she can get all the good stuff that she needs and leaves. I 
was like, that is just, ah, oh, it's amazing. You know, the more languages you know, the more advanced spells you can do, the more you have in your back pocket to remember. And like, yeah, that was awesome. I liked that there was no money involved. I liked that it wasn't like, well, you're the son of so-and-so, so you can just join us. You know, this wasn't, it's not houses here. Yeah. Very mortal instruments, I guess, if you will, because they had the enclaves. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have some theories, but I don't, I don't really have anything else that I wanted to. Let me look. Yeah, I didn't have anything else that was of note as far as spoilery, except for the ending. Well, let's talk about the ending, because that kind of oh goes gosh. into the theories. <laughs> <laughs> the last sentence. Oh, okay. Can I just tell you what I was doing when I read that sentence? What? Before we say what it was. Uh-huh. I literally was, I was in the middle of making muffins for breakfast and I'm listening to it and it's like, you know, da, 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 da. And then that last sentence comes out and I was like, what are you joking? <laughs> of course, of course, that's what we're left with. I wasn't shocked. Like I said, I felt like this, this guy was just a little bit too good to be true. His parents are <laughs> very, very well attached to the best enclave ever. And he is just, decided to attach himself to this girl who is the most powerful and her prophecy says that she can bring down enclaves and i feel like his parents were like um you need to go befriend that girl and kill her or something like i feel like maybe they told him that and he got to know her and then he liked her and now it's going to be that sort of thing um, or yeah. maybe he's also a bad guy. Maybe this is all a front, which I think I'm hoping it's that because I like I'm so sick of the oh my god I was sent here to kill you. Now I love you trope. I can't anymore with that. Hopefully that's not mm-hmm. what happens. I hope he is actually there to kill her, and he's just yeah. been like lying the whole time. So I wasn't shocked. I thought it was a great ending, but I wasn't shocked to see it. No, I was literally, I was waiting for that card to pull out, you know, because like all of, can you want me to tell what happened? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, all the new freshmen get in and like they have like small little messages to some of the members, which are usually um, sons or daughters of someone who's already in there and they're in that enclave. So they're bringing them the letter or whatever. And so this little Peabody nobody comes up to... uh, L and gives her a letter and she's like why would I have a letter from my mom which they don't know that her mom is like one of the greatest like healing magicians out there like mm-hmm. she gives out spells freely and all this other stuff and her mom writes to her like I love you so much Gladriel but stay away from Orion Lake and I was like there it is <laughs> there it is you know that was just wait I was waiting for that <laughs> Yeah, I was like, um, thank you for that setup. Mm-hmm. We all knew it. We all knew it. We all knew but, it. So, but it does make you question because you're like, so why is he bad? Well, she's going to bring why? down all the enclaves. Like it's, it's right yeah. in the text. It's there. It says it several I, yeah. times. Yeah. 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 But I just am like, 
what's going to happen? Because now I want to know. Now I've wasted, not wasted. Now I've spent all this time <laughs> in this info dumped world. Now, now you got to give me like the juice. That's what I'm waiting for in the second book. Like I really hope that it's just filled, filled with things. Yeah. I want some more character development. That's what I'm hoping for. I hoping I'm hoping that like our characters do develop a little bit more. I'm hoping that we see a little bit more versus just L and Orion. Okay, what are some of your um, your theories? You said you have a theory. Let's that was my only theory. I think that he that what I said about Orion. I I didn't trust him from the beginning. I think you know his parents told him to watch her. They know who her mom is. They probably had her dad killed. You know how this stuff goes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because um, her dad was killed, you know, right at graduation, saving, you know, uh, her mom. So that to me is like mm, foul play. Anybody foul play? Because what happened at this book, the seniors were finding a way to bring the Maleficers up, or not the mouth, the the, the mall mouse up. They found a way to like create a pathway for them to easily all get down there. And they're like, well, you can't do that. I kind of skippity do dot through that last 15%. <laughs> I was so over it at this point. Uh-huh. All right. That's all I have about this book. I don't. Same. All right. Well, if you made it to the end, our next podcast will be crazy, stupid romance by what's her name? Lisa something. Lisa K Adams. Yeah. That's the third book. Third and not final book in the bromance book club series <laughs> probably in a couple weeks so yep On all the right yep is it the 20 something the 26th the 26th is what i have okay so. um other than that thank you for joining us and we'll catch you in the next podcast bye bye